You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. The SEC has approved the invites to Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC. Today, the two schools are expected to officially accept their invites and will join the conference. We catch up with Tennessee defensive back Theo Jackson as we talk with him about all things with the upcoming season and what to expect from the Vols. And the NBA draft was last night. We'll catch you up on all the SEC guys who heard their names called. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. you get the latest episode of the show as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. Well, yesterday the SEC presidents met and voted unanimously 14-0 to invite Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC. The Oklahoma and Texas Board of Regents will meet today where they are expected to officially accept the invitations to become the SEC's 15th and 16th members. The next question is, will, when will the move happen? Will it happen sooner than the July 2025 effective date? It appears that legal challenges and financial buyouts are the only thing that stand in the way of the Longhorns and Sooners being in the SEC, and many believe the move will happen as quickly as next year in 2022. Unbelievable how quickly this thing has happened. Yo, ball coach Steve Spurrier, he was asked... For his thoughts about the move during a Wednesday Zoom call with reporters, he said, quote, I can understand Texas jumping over. They get to play Texas A&M again. They can't win the Big 12 anyway. I think they've only won it twice in the last 30 years or so. Always count on the honesty and humor of Steve Spurrier. The NBA draft was last night. Several SEC guys heard their names called, including seven guys in the first round. First SEC guy didn't go off the board until the 12th overall pick in Alabama guard Josh Primo. He went to the Spurs. Two picks later at 14, it was Arkansas guard Moses Moody going to the Warriors. A lot of people thought Moody was a lock for a top 10 pick, so he fell a little bit. Trey Mann from Florida went 18th overall to the Thunder. Keon Johnson from Tennessee, he went 21st overall to the Knicks. Kentucky big man Isaiah Jackson went 22nd to the Lakers. Cam Thomas from LSU, he went 27th to the Nets. And Jaden Springer from the Vols went to the Sixers at 28th overall. So seven guys in the first round. Five more guys went in the second round as Bama's Herb Jones went to the Pelicans. Auburn's JT Thor to the Pistons. Sharif Cooper from Auburn went to the Hawks. Brandon Boston from Kentucky went to the Grizzlies. And Scotty Lewis from Florida went to the Hornets. In some football news, tight end recruit Mason Taylor announced his commitment on Thursday to LSU. He's the son of former NFL player Jason Taylor and nephew of former NFL player Zach Thomas. Taylor is 6'4", 230 pounds. He's the number 16th ranked tight end in the country for the class of 2022 and the number 51 player from the state of Florida. LSU now has the number one class in the SEC according to 24-7 Sports. Speaking of LSU, the Rose Bowl announced it will allow fans to buy alcohol inside their stadium this year. Worth noting, LSU opens their football season on the road at the Rose Bowl on September 4th against UCLA. Until this point, alcohol sales were prohibited during regular season games at the Rose Bowl. You may remember 2019 LSU fans drank Vanderbilt Stadium dry as the Tigers went up to Nashville. 
Arkansas has managed to keep arguably their best baseball coach in the country for the next decade as A.D. Hunter Juracek has extended a contract extension to Dave Van Horn. His extension is for, uh, has added five more years, extends his contract through 2031. He's set to make $1.25 million annually on his new deal. Trading card company Panini, they are handing out uh, a couple of NIL deals for college football trading cards that will be released soon. According to the licensed collectible company, they announced they signed a select group of college quarterbacks, including Garrett King of Miami, Graham Mertz of Wisconsin, and Matt Corral of Ole Miss. And over at Tennessee, Greg Emerson, he is staying in the state of Tennessee. He entered the transfer portal not long ago. He will be staying at uh, transferring to Memphis. He played one game in 2018, 21 games over the past two seasons for the Vols. We racked up 31 tackles, two sacks, two pass deflections. He was a four-star prospect out of the state of Tennessee back in 2017. He'll be going over to Memphis. There you have it. That is around the conference. When we return, we're going to catch up with Tennessee defensive back Theo Jackson. That's next. Built Bar, still the best-tasting protein bar ever. Celebrate your freedom of choice when it comes to the Built Bar. They've got nine delicious flavors, something for everybody. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, salted caramel, literally something for everyone. I tell you guys all the time, the mint brownie is my favorite. What's your favorite? Well, you're going to have to try them all to find out. If you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their nine flavors at BuiltBar.com. And not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but of course they are healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein packed in there. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. You can't go wrong. Order today. Try any of their flavors. Get whatever you like at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. on SEC and had a fun week last week talking all things SEC over at SEC Media Days. We caught up with a lot of different players from across the SEC and joining us now is a guy who plays his football for the Tennessee Volunteers. Theo Jackson joining us now as he gears up for yet another season of SEC football. Theo, what's going on, man? Uh, not, nothing much, man. Just getting, getting ready, ready for the season. Absolutely. So you are a uh, defensive back for the Vols. Of course, you've been there for a handful of years. Last year was was technically your senior season. Talk about what right. what went into your decision to uh, to decide. You know what? I'm coming back for one more year. Uh, honestly, I, I, I honestly feel like that I still have more to prove and more that uh, like I wanted to get accomplished. And so I so I so and then with everything happening with our team, and then you know us losing a coach and all that. Um, it kind of made me like one want to stay with my guys and be be with my guys through that, and so and then ultimately we got um, uh, my guy uh, Martinez and he actually re- recruited me to come to Tennessee. So everything just comes full, full circle. 
Well, let's talk about the new coaching staff because, look, I, I, I'm high on Coach Josh Heupel. I think he can be really pretty darn good. Um, right. What, what do you like, at least what have you seen so far from Coach Heupel and the new staff coming in? Uh, definitely uh, players' coaches. Like, uh, like when he first got here, we had this thing called the leadership committee, and he really just told us, like, like it's our team, and we have to, like, manage our, our own, own team and, like, just, just making sure that we're like that, that we have leaders on the team that can that can put us in the right direction. And so, uh, honestly, I, I I like them. I, I like them from day day one. So this is going to be interesting to, to see how how everything plays out. Of course, you, you mentioned Coach Martinez, Willie Martinez, the uh, the defensive backs coach coming in, and obviously right. he you know he was at Knoxville before. Did you hear anything from former players from Coach's first stint in Knoxville to kind of? Speaking very highly about him and saying, "Man, that's a guy you want to play for." I mean, I, I didn't really like. Don't, I didn't really talk to any other players. I, I was just like, just just sitting and waiting to see who they were going to hire. And then when they hired him, I kind of like he kid uh, called me, and then uh, he 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 was just talking about how how happy he was to uh, to finally coach me because he didn't get a chance to. Obviously, we know Tim Banks comes in and takes over as a defensive coordinator. And and look, you know. Jeremy Pruitt has moved on, and he's all you know off to doing his next thing. But we heard from some players that his defense could be complicated at times. Has has Coach Banks kind of simplified things so far, at least for the back seven, where you can kind of react and play faster? Oh yeah, it definitely is so much like it's so easy now. <laughs> I mean, coming from the complex defense that we had last last year, um, it's he's made he's made things so much easier, and so now we can like play fast and like know like two steps ahead of what the offense is going to do before they do it. When we look at this team, uh, obviously, you know, you guys lost a handful of players to the transfer portal, a handful of players to graduation, but you bring back a a, a bunch of seniors and juniors on this defensive side. Give me a name or two of some other guys you're really looking to have some big years on on the defense. Uh, Honestly, I'm really excited to see my boy uh, Jawan Mitchell play. I can't wait because, you know, we've been grinding hard. And I, then I've been with him every day. Like it's like I can't wait to see him play. Like I like I know he was like the leading tackler at Texas, but I just want to see what he does in this, this game. And also, um, my guy uh, Warren uh, Corner, uh, he's he's been working his tail off, uh, putting in extra work, all that. So I'm kind of excited for him, him too. Yeah, Warren Burrell is a junior cornerback, and again, you know, yeah. when I look across that secondary, I see a lot of juniors and and seniors and, and experience, and and I think in the SEC, you really can't talk enough about experience. You're always going to have you know some freshmen who come in and compete for playing time, but man, it's always right. it's always good to have the experience. But what about the offensive side of the ball? I talked with Valus Jones last week, and he's excited yeah. about coming back and. Obviously, he's a dynamic playmaker. What have you seen from him just going against him in, in practice throughout the years? Uh, honestly, like just he's more explosive now, like faster, quicker, all all of that. Just just going against him in the spring and and then uh, seeing him run now, he looks way more explosive and more like locked in than than he ever was. I know the the quarterback position is, is it's still a battle. I know Hendon Hooker comes in from Virginia Tech. Harrison Bailey yeah. is a freshman last year. He got a good bit of playing time. Brian Maurer as well. What uh, what have you seen out of the quarterback position so far? Man, that that is probably the position that is the biggest toss up right now. Uh, in practice, like coach gives 
every single one of them a chance. He's not leaving nobody out. He's he wants to make sure that when he announces the starter, whoever it is, like it's the right guy, and he like worked and earned that. So honestly, it's like because because I went against all of them except for um, Joe since he just just got here. He wasn't there in the spring. I mean, all of them look good. All of them have their have their have their strength. So it's going to be interesting to see see who it is. Yeah, and we know Coach Eipel's got such a great track record of working with quarterbacks. And and really, I mean, it feels like just the last few years, you know, you had Jarrett, and, and at times he looked really good. But I think you guys just kind of missed right. that consistency at the position. Does it feel like Coach Heupel can kind of bring that and just consistency at that quarterback spot? Uh, honestly, yeah. Seeing that, I mean, he was he was a he was a great great quarterback himself. I feel like uh, he's he's going to put he's going to give like our quarterback all the knowledge and it's just on them to go out and execute what what, what they're learning from him and 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 just learn learn to trust, trust themselves and what what they're seeing. Talking with a defensive back for the Tennessee Volunteers, Theo Jackson. You can follow him on Twitter at Theo underscore Jackson 05. Theo, what do you make of how the schedule sets up for you guys? Uh, last year, you play an SEC-only schedule, and obviously that was brutal for everybody involved. But now you get the yeah. you get the non-conference games back, and you get the first three games at home. You get Bowling Green, you get Pittsburgh, you get Tennessee Tech. It's going to be nice yep. to at least settle in and get those first three home games before you got to hit the road in the SEC. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it was it was definitely brutal last year to do in all conference uh, games. But I mean, this year it's the same mentality. I mean, no, nothing changed. It's, only thing changed is just the uh, the different uh, teams that we're playing. Like our mindset's just the same. Go in trying to win every game. So it doesn't matter who we're playing, what caliber team they are. It doesn't really matter. The uh, road trips are, are, are pretty brutal. I mean, you guys have to go to the Swamp. you got to play at Mizzou, Mizzou and then you get a back-to-back of playing at Alabama and at Kentucky. Do you have a favorite? You, yeah. You've been around the SEC a while. Do you have a favorite uh, opposing stadium to play in? Uh, honestly, when we uh, went to Georgia and played them at night, that was that was probably that was, that, that was nice because they had the, the red lights going and all that. Yeah, their stadium was pretty, pretty nice, yeah. <laughs> I, I speaking of stadiums, I mean there was nothing like a, a Neyland Stadium packed and, and oh, really rocking. Like How much are you guys looking forward to having that back to a little bit of normalcy this year? Oh, I, I can't wait. I feel like it's been too long since we had a full stadium, and since we're playing, I think I think we're the first game of college football on that third Thursday. Yeah. yeah, I I expect it to be like rocking, like sold out, all of that. Like I really expect it to be. Yeah, I've been to that stadium when it's when it's sold out, it's rocking, and, and the Vols have a lead, and then you hear the band starts playing Rocky Top, and that place just starts going yeah. nuts. And yeah, and, it's <laughs> nothing like it. Yeah, it really isn't. And then the whole tailgate scene with the Vol Navy and all that. I mean, it's it's it, yeah. you know, last year it was what it was, but man, they were really looking forward to getting back to at really what SEC football is all about, and 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 having the true full pack stadiums in the real atmosphere, right? All right. It's, it's really just nothing, nothing like just having like a full full stadium, and like just having all those people there. Just you know, they're there for you and know that they want the best best for you. I guess uh, honestly, I'm getting goosebumps just just <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> More with Theo Jackson right after this. Going along here, Locked on SEC, continuing our conversation with Tennessee defensive back Theo Jackson. 
So for your game this year, I know you played that star position in, in the in the backfield last year. Is that kind of where you, you expect to play again this year, or are we going to play a little bit more corner, play the slot? Where where do you see yourself line up mostly this year? Uh, probably you might see a lot of more at the star position. And then uh, I'm going to they, – they, they want me moving around to uh, safety too, just to – just to give me more like experience playing different positions, even though I've been playing all the positions since I got here, but she just wants me more like involved. Now I heard a rumor that you're one of the best bowlers on the team. Is that still the case? Oh, that is definitely true. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, uh, is that kind of what you do in your downtime when you're not on the football field? You're either bowling or or studying. Yeah, honestly. Like, (laughs) I mean, when, when I'm all done with my like classwork and all that, I really just go, go bowling. Just to, you know, relax and, you know, have have fun and get away from football. So entering year five here, how close are are you I know you were studying communications. Are you are you done yet? Are you close to it? What's what's the school like schoolwork look like for you this year? Oh no, I'm done. I graduated. Um now now I'm just like uh they got me on this thing where I'm taking like um just Honestly, I'm taking like random classes right now. <laughs> just, just just so I can stay a student. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's 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 real talk because Joe Burrow, when he was at LSU, like going in his last year, he finished everything. Like he had transferred from Ohio State, he had his degree already, so he was doing what yeah. you're doing, just taking. But he talked about how much more time he had to dedicate to film study and all that. And obviously, look at what he did. Yeah. He he be- became a Heisman Trophy winner and, and a number one overall pick. I, I I don't think you can understate that kind of having a little bit more time to de- devote to your craft once you're done with the yeah, coursework. So- yeah, so I mean, I'm taking like easy, easy classes, so that like I don't have to spend too much time on that, so I can just focus more on uh, football. Okay, well, so I'm reading your favorite food is your mom's chicken Alfredo. What, what is is that the best thing that you like? If you could pick one last food, it's it's your mom's chicken Alfredo. Oh yes, there's nothing <laughs> like like the thing that the thing is, she won't even tell me what what she puts in it, <laughs> and. And and I, I'm so mad that like I don't know what she puts in it because if she did tell me it would probably be cooked at my house every other day. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of those. As time goes on, you gotta be like, mom, you gotta put that recipe down in writing or something. You gotta yeah, pass I, that I, on. I, I need it. Like 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 I understand like it's, it's just it's just chicken alfredo, but she puts in so much more other other stuff. Like I I, I really want to know what it is. <laughs> I know you. Uh, you were from Nashville uh, when you were coming out of uh, when you were getting ready to pick a college. Who were some of the other schools that were on your radar, and, and what ultimately led you to to, to Knoxville? Uh, I had obviously Tennessee, had Vanderbilt, uh, and LSU and Louisville were other schools that I was looking into. But honestly, like when I visited here, like plus I already had a teammate who I who, who I played with in high school here. And then I had another guy who I played against, uh, Rashawn Galden. Yeah, yeah, I, I played against him in high school. And then when, once I got here and like visited here, you know, those like Justin Martin, he played corner here. Him and uh, Rashawn Galden, they all like they really just like accepted me with open arms. And then uh, um, Emmanuel Mosley, he was he was probably like one who like took, took me under his wing and like just like walk walked me through like the day, daily life of everything that they do. So like we we kind of like got away from all the you know all the things that coaches will say because we all know coaches be trying to throw like a they they be trying to show you a dream of what everything <laughs> is here but like but 
the players like they they kind of walk 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 me through like the nitty gritty like the things we got to do every day and all that. So that kind of like led 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 to my decision to come here. Do you kind of like? I mean, just kind of back to the to the schedule and the season and all that. I mean, look, a lot of people are. are it, it's a brutal run, right? In the SEC East, we already yeah. talked about your your tough road trip, and you know, look, so, right. some people can be critical and say, you know, expectations aren't that high and all that. But do you kind of like that, where the national attention is kind of off of you and people aren't really, you know, I guess people are kind of like sleeping on you, and you guys have a real chance to play. I don't know if I want to say spoiler, but really kind of su- surprise some people this year. Uh, honestly, I mean. I mean, this this is just me and how I am. I don't really care for like all the glitz and glamour, like because I know like once once I touch the field, like you know what I'm saying, like it's all like it's all business. Like all that other stuff is out the window. Like we're playing f- football. Like I don't really care about all that. So when pe- people say that we're not going to be good, we're not going to do do this, I don't really care right. what they have to have to say because I know that me and other hundred and nine guys, you know, what I'm saying we're going to come every day, like. Blood, sweat, tears. Like when it went into like getting us to where, where where we are. So we don't really care as long as we have each other. Like that's all that really matters. Just a couple more for you, Theo, before we let you go. Uh, it, we know the game times for your first three games. You already mentioned you, you guys opened the the lone game on the SEC Network on on national mm-hmm. TV to to start the season September second against Bowling Green. We know that's a night game. But your next two games yep. are already slated for 11 a.m. kickoffs. I know sometimes guys don't like it. It's just a tougher schedule. What What is the schedule like for an 11 a.m. game? I mean, you you got you got to be waking up at what like 5 a.m. to kind of get get ready, get your your mind right, and get your body ready for an early kickoff, right? Not gonna lie, I have a love hate relationship with <laughs> early games like that. <laughs> like I, I mean, it's, it's good, you know. What I'm saying we get in, you know, what I'm saying do what we gotta gotta do. It's a, I mean, then we, then we get out around like four o'clock, so that's nice how the rest of the day, you know, saying relax and all that, and watch all the other games. But waking up, it's like waking up. I think like six, and we got breakfast, you know, walk through meeting, all, all all of that. So it's kind of, I mean, I love it, but at the same time, like waking up there early for a game, I'm I, I'm not too, I'm not not too high on that <laughs> yeah i guess i should mention i'm in the central time zone so i'm i'm thinking of it as 11 it's it's 12 it's 12 eastern for you guys over there so at least it's a little yeah. bit it's a little bit later but still not not the greatest but hey you, you right. get up you eat your breakfast and you do what you got to do and go take a bit care of business but you're right you get done at four man you got the whole night left ahead of you so it's kind of nice yeah. from from that aspect last thing for you talk with uh, theo jackson from the tennessee volunteers i know you, you mentioned bowling in your off time are you a big uh, tv watcher movies netflix that kind of thing oh see i, I really don't like watch movies all that well I, I, I but i do play play the game a lot like me and my teammates were into like playing the game together which game uh I think the whole team we we all we all play a Warzone called Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah, like that. That's what we do in our in our spare time. Like, <laughs> play play the game with 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 each other because you know like because Coach Hype is big on like creating like connection, creating like a family atmosphere. So we all just do a big gaming session with the whole with the whole whole team. So <laughs> that's that's really what we do. <laughs> who's the Who's the worst at it? Uh. Oh, I'm not sure because honestly, everybody's good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I thought you were just going to put somebody. You could put somebody on blast here and say they're not very good. It's not you, right? I mean, if you can't pick who the worst no, is, it might be I mean, you. 
No, it's not me. <laughs> Theo, great to catch up with you, man. Best of luck to you guys this season. I know a lot of Vol fans uh, listen to this podcast and uh, appreciate you taking some time, man. Best of luck this year and uh, and go get them, man, and, and, and take your game to the next level. We look forward to seeing what you can do. Yes, sir. Thank you. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to Theo Jackson for joining us. We'll be back on Monday for a whole new edition of Locked on SEC. Remember, we are back to five days a week. So remember to subscribe and catch us every day right here on Locked on SEC. And a quick reminder, betting on the SEC doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.